talking about uh, a spiritual exercise where you're adding these things to your faith. You're literally bolstering your faith, and your faith is becoming stronger, and then you're able to ward off spiritual depression. here on a Monday on the podcast. Hi, Derek. How are you doing, Pastor? Good, doing good. And uh, once again, we're still talking about spiritual depression. Uh, we are in the tail end of it. Um, maybe two more weeks on the discussion. But as I said, it's not like we're just talking about the same thing every week. We, uh, interesting, even in, in last week's three lessons, we talked about being in, uh, being in bondage uh, in the sense of thinking uh, you know, that the Christian life is too hard. Mm -hmm. Then we talked about the danger of false teaching. And then we talked about being weary when we're doing well. And those are three totally different subjects. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have no problem. And I hope our listeners don't, they, they keep listening. So I guess they don't, uh, with our continually talking about spiritual depression, but our, but our, our subjects are a little different each yes. week. Yes. And, and we're moving on to this, uh, issue of, of being, uh, disciplined. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that that we'll kick off uh, this session with, and then turn over to you. Um, he mentions at the beginning that depression can often lead to doubt. Mm -hmm. Like so, so we get into this whatever it is that's causing the spiritual depression. We we get into that mode of being depressed, and then it causes us to doubt, and specifically causes us maybe to doubt that we're even a Christian, right? Or we we doubt the promises of God. I've sensed that. Have mm -hmm. you ever sensed that? Absolutely. I mean, everything Absolutely. he said has rung true in mm -hmm. my in my mm -hmm. life. So, as we talk about this today, um, let's let's move forward with what what he's sharing here regarding discipline. I want to introduce the subject to us. Yeah. Or? Okay. I'm going to read the passage. Second uh, Peter one. Uh, verse 5 to verse 7, it says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, temperance just means self-control, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Uh, and uh, Peter uh, states that these people had begun to doubt uh, the, the faith that they originally had. Uh, uh, they had become discouraged, uh, which resulted in spiritual depression. And as a result of their spiritual depression, they had become barren and unfruitful, which is, is something that you don't want to see happen in a Christian's life. Uh, what had happened was they had uh, a misconception of the Christian life in that they believed it was supposed to be a life of always having mountaintop experiences. In other words, these individuals felt that because they had faith in Christ, that they would always live on this spiritual high and never experience the valleys of spiritual lows. Mm. That's, that's a message that is very prominent today. Sure it That is. the Christian life is... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think Allie mm -hmm. recorded it once, or she, she likes to write things down. Um, what, that I say in the pulpit sometimes, and I think I once said, the Christian life isn't all rainbows and unicorns. Or something. <laughs> I don't know why I would have said that. I, I think she's making that up. But um, 
yeah, the, the Christian life is difficult. There, mm-hmm. there are struggles mm-hmm. that come. And again, all of these things that we've been addressing, Paul is writing to people who are Christians, who are, who are following the Lord and have faced, for whatever reason, these aspects of, uh, that have caused their spiritual depression. Um, sometimes we like to immediately say, well, a person who's miserable, well, they're just not a Christian, and that, that isn't mm-hmm. right to do that. Um, they're, when this depression comes, they become kind of wiped out. They are not um, effective. They're, again, the passage says they're barren and unfruitful. You mentioned that. Their whole life seems ineffective. Uh, how do people reach this position? How do they end up getting to this point in their lives where they, they become so barren and unfruitful, even though they are Christians? Well, I think, uh, first of all, going back to that misconception of what Christianity is and what the Christian life is, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones refers to this type of faith as a mystical view of faith or magical faith. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, again, you have faith. You don't have to worry about uh, supplementing it or augmenting it in any way with the Christian virtues. You need only be a Christian and everything uh, and all should go well with you. Uh, and, of course, these people find out pretty quickly that that's not the case. So I think that that's the jumping-off point. That's where it starts. They have a misconception, and they may have had that misconception for years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when these uh, chickens come home to roost, they find that that um, th- th- they're depressed because mm-hmm. Christianity isn't what they expected it to be. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> he's made this point uh, several times in, in these discussions, and it almost makes you chuckle when you get to that. And he says, these people who don't understand faith, mm-hmm. they have one formula. Look to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Just look to the mm-hmm. Lord, and it will mm-hmm. all be well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about that a lot, that sure. the Christian life isn't meant to be passive. No. It, I mean, Not that certainly all. sounds like great advice, and maybe some people would even request, well, what's wrong with looking to the Lord? What does he mean by that? You know, don't don't just look to okay, the Lord. You or don't just look to the Lord. I, I used an illustration Sunday in, in, in uh, Sunday school uh, about the passivity of, of, of a believer. Let's just say, for instance, you have a flat tire, and you have a, a jack in your in your vehicle, and maybe you have a couple people who are willing to help you fix that vehicle, but instead you say, let's sit uh, next to the vehicle and pray. Yeah. And let's sit and wait on the Lord. It's kind of that mentality that you have the ability to do certain things. You have the equipment to do those things, and yet instead you sit back and you're passive and you say, I'm going to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's just common sense that the, the the people just continue in that position as if there's nothing for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what is there for them to do? In the, you know, what do they need to be doing in this particular case? In this particular passage, these Christians who don't understand faith, mm-hmm. they're supposed to add to their they faith. Are to add to their faith, and and he gives specific. He said he said that they are to add virtue, knowledge, temperance patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. These things, if they're working at that, now it's not that they're trying to produce those things themselves, but they're relying upon the indwelling Holy Spirit along with the Word of God, and they're applying those truths to their lives, and these fruit will begin to uh, start to exude 
from their lives. And in doing that, they grow spiritually. And as they grow as spiritually mature Christians, they will no longer have that that idea of what uh, the magical faith is. Yeah. And all that you're talking about takes a lot of work and diligence. Yes. Uh, There was uh, one statement that, um, let me find it here, that uh, uh, Peter exhorted these people by saying, make every effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, there is an effort involved in being a Christian. Yeah. If you can, if you think that you can just sit back on your laurels and expect the Christian life to be meaningful or fruitful, you're sadly mistaken. Right. The, he did. He did mention it, like, and this is again kind of funny because it's happened to everybody. How oftentimes we're when we're getting ready to do spiritual things, we get real tired. Yes. yes. <laughs> like you're getting ready to go mm-hmm. pray and all of a sudden you're just exhausted or you open the book and, and, and you just get real sleepy. <laughs> Th- this type of adding to our faith takes a lot of work and mm-hmm. diligence. And that mm-hmm. the idea of being lazy in the Christian life is a problem mm-hmm. for a lot yes. of people, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's, uh, let's talk about some of the things that he says to add to our faith. What are some of the scriptures, what is some of the advice the scripture does? Make every effort to add to your faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, temperance, patience, godliness. Now, this isn't any sort of like a, a ladder that you have to go in order, no, right? You're no. just kind of mixing all of these things mm-hmm. in together. Do any of those things uh, speak? stand out to you as being important in the Christian life to add to our faith so that we are more disciplined? And Well, I think one that, that is, to me, of central focus is, is temperance, self-control. If a person does not have uh, their own life under control, there is no way that they can be disciplined. Hmm. Hmm. The He brings up, over and over, he brings up the lives of Christians who have you know, done great things for the Lord in the past, and almost without exception, they are disciplined people, Mm -hmm. faithful people who are uh, disciplined in their own lives, where Mm -hmm. they they are insisting upon, you know, not procrastinating and being diligent, making every effort, etc. The part of the... how, How is this not like works-based salvation, though. We're adding to our faith. Now, right. in just an episode, two two episodes ago, we said there, there's nothing needed to be added to faith. Now we're telling people to add to mm-hmm. their faith. What's the difference well, here? Well, you know, it, it's kind of like I, it makes me think of James, and it makes me think of Paul. You know, Paul tells us that uh, uh, we are saved by faith alone. But then James tells us that we have to exhibit some fruit. We have to work not to be saved, but because we are saved. And if I could just use that principle uh, to uh, have faith and not have anything to show for it, how strong is that faith? Mm -hmm. How real is that faith? Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope I'm saying it right. I may be confusing somewhat. but No, I I agree with that. And it, it, it also is... The idea of, um, you know, like you talked about James, like works don't matter at all. It's just mm-hmm. you just got to have faith. <laughs> Again, Lloyd-Jones talks in a funny way. Out with that suggestion, he says. <laughs> Out with that suggestion. Like, no, there is an important need. And the word adding to our faith, it, 
it comes from a word, and I think I've preached on this passage before. It comes from a word that means to supply all that is needed mm-hmm. in your faith. And it was used of people who uh, kind of were patrons of the arts in those days. And if a if an orchestra or a a traveling group was coming, these people furnished all that was necessary for these people to put on that performance. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the word that we get the word choreographed from. So Paul, uh, not Paul, um, Peter uses that word here in this passage to tell Christians to kind of choreograph their faith. That is to provide all that is necessary mm-hmm. for their faith to to grow and to be strengthened. And yes. all of the things that are necessary are virtue, excellence, you mentioned self-control, knowledge, godliness, brotherly love, and all the rest. And mm-hmm. that takes Discipline. That yes. just doesn't yes. happen. It's not going to just happen. We've talked so much about the passivity of the Christian faith and even come up with people in our own situation where we've mentioned, hey, you know, you got to get up and do something. Right. And it almost strikes people as, well, wait a minute, isn't the Lord going to do right. that? Right. But that discipline is necessary mm-hmm. from us. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. And, and, and the beauty of that is. It has to come from us, but the empowerment still comes from God because if you're doing that all by yourself without the involvement of God, then that is just dead works. Mm -hmm. It's human effort. Mm -hmm. But God, I said this uh, Sunday as well, God is not going to live your life for you, but he will live his life through you. Uh, And I guess the the way we arrive at at, uh, adding to... Our, our faith is by doing certain things. And, and uh, Jones mentions this. He says that, first of all, there must be self-examination. You know, find out where you're at. Find out what's going on. He goes, goes on to say to read the scriptures. That's a given. To pray. To meditate on the word of God. Redeem the time. And that's a big one, you know, to where we give God our second best or as it relates to reading the word of God. I'm going to get everything else done in my life and then I'm going to sit down and read or I'm going to pray and that's when we fall asleep. Yeah. You know, so again, that's all about discipline and I like the cure. Basically, he's saying the general cure for this malaise is diligence. Mm. We've got to be diligent about everything we do in God, mm. everything we do in Christ. Last episode, when we were talking about like being weary, we were we were trying to be compassionate and saying things like, "Hey, don't give up. You know, mm-hmm. continue to to." And it was more warm. This is almost more like start doing, doing what it. you should be yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. And the the illustration that he gives is about the person who claims to be dedicated to their faith. They say, man, I am so dedicated to their faith. Mm-hmm. And then you start to examine their life, and the diligence really isn't there. Right. And then he makes that same comparison to people who are who are diligent about something else right. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a bunch of relatives, uh, Leah's cousins, I don't think any of them listen to the podcast, so they won't be offended. Not that I'm <laughs> going to say anything bad, but that are really into disc golf. Do you know what disc golf is? No, I don't. Oh, you don't know what disc golf is, Derek. Oh, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> you go out in the park and you 
you have these little frisbees. They're not frisbees; okay. they're discs. Again, and and there's goals set up, and the goals are chains that are hanging off like a, a circular thing, and and you throw okay. the frisbee, and you get a certain number of throws to get it in the mm-hmm. chain. I mean, these people are off the charts committed to this. I mean, they mm. they got the bags. They play in tournaments. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. I mean, this is a fine activity, good exercise mm. outside. But when they say they are committed to it, I mean, they are committed to it. They have mm-hmm. invested money and time. Hey, it's a beautiful day today. Let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, one of one of Max's cousins got a text Christmas Eve and said, do you want to go disc golfing tomorrow morning? <laughs> Christmas. He goes, what are you doing tomorrow morning? Uh-huh. And the cousin said, I'm celebrating Christmas. <laughs> and they wanted to go. They go at night. They have glow discs to play at night. Again, none of this is wrong. But now you compare that to the Christian sure. who says, I care about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll see you back here tonight. Well, no, I we got this thing, and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. okay. Um, hey, uh, we're, we're planning this outreach. Can we can we plan on you guys being there? No, I just, mm-hmm. and, and their mm-hmm. diligence and their discipline, which we've been talking about all episode, doesn't match up with the person. Mm-hmm. He says this, this is what Lloyd-Jones says, you see the difference between these two people. There is nothing languid mm-hmm. about the person who is interested in these things in the disc golf. Nothing languid. I right. mean, they're all mm-hmm. in. Look at their excitement and their energy. But then look at the Christian. By contrast, how languid he is. How apparently apologetic he is. Right? Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go yes. be, participate yes. in church. Say I can't come to the... And the reason he is this type of Christian is because he has not added to his faith. Mm. So many people mm. will enter the Christian life, mm-hmm. and these people are Christians, but they don't right. add to their faith, and so they don't become diligent, they, mm-hmm. and then that leads to this spiritual depression. Right. And a lot of the, the clues in the passage say that these people aren't being fruitful, they aren't being effective, they don't have any joy, mm-hmm. and they may be even falling, mm-hmm. the passage goes on to say. Does any of that ring a chord with you? I mean, does that... Well, you know, just going back to what you were saying as far as... Uh, the, you know, doing these things and not doing these things and being depressed. In reality, if you are not doing these things, then you're disobedient to God. And guess what? You should be depressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> part of part of uh, part of the contrast between this episode and last episode is last episode. It's like, oh, come on, you can do it. Don't give mm-hmm. up. And this episode is like, all right, come on, you can do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And there's that balance in the scripture, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. There's that warm pastoral encouragement. And then there's like the kind of like, okay, it's time for you to get going here. Mm -hmm. And I love the way the passage concludes about it. If you do these things, you will never fall. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. it seems like two or three weeks ago now, when we kind of began this, we said one of the main things, I think this is probably one of the things because it was in the beginning of the book. uh, We deal with more people is the idea of past sins and, and you can't get over these sins. Well, what better way to avoid having that depression than not sinning now? Like, Because right. he says, if you do these things, you will never fall. Mm-hmm. So if you add to your faith and you're being disciplined and diligent to obey, then you're not going to have cause mm-hmm. in the future to look back at sins in the mm-hmm. past that you're committing in the present. I know I just said that real fast, and it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it did make sense. You okay. know, it, what, what it made me think of, it, it's like probably what we're going to be getting into in a couple more uh episodes is that it's a matter of habit and exercise in a, in a matter of speaking. Let's say you started an exercise program today. Now, I know you run three miles a day, but 
let's say you just started today, it yeah. would probably be very difficult for sure. you. But two months from now, you'll knock those three miles out like nobody's business. Right. Well, it's the same thing here. We're talking about uh, a spiritual exercise where you're adding these things to your faith. You're literally bolstering your faith, and your faith is becoming stronger, and then you're able to ward off spiritual depression. Sure, sure. And then, of course, there's that ancient Chinese proverb that says, Maybe you've not heard it. I think you probably have. <laughs> Enlighten me, oh, oh great one. <laughs> when when is the best time to plant an apple tree? Well, I can't have you ever heard say. this proper? Have no, I haven't. <laughs> the best time to plant an apple tree is twenty years ago. Oh, when is the second best you. time to plant an apple tree? Today. I really that's oh, a great proverb, isn't it? It's okay. like, yeah, the best time was twenty years ago. But mm-hmm. if you didn't do it twenty years ago, do it now. Do it today. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think that's brilliant, it, yeah. and it's like. You, you can't you can't start today. You talk about the discipline, and in the mm-hmm. future, it'll be easier. Well, start it today. Get right. disciplined today. Add mm-hmm. to your faith. Start growing, building up your faith in knowledge and virtue and self-control. And again, mm-hmm. it all comes mm-hmm. to us through the Word of God. Amen. Good enough. Hey, uh, that's our lesson for today. We try to keep it at 20 minutes, maybe even a little under. And uh, Lord, willing, Lord willing, we will talk to you next time. I trust and hope it was an encouragement to you. And... Uh, Have a great day, and God bless.